When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another edition of Ball Don't Lie right here on 1049 The Horn. That's right. We like to call this one the Hump Day edition of Ball Don't Lie. It got a we got a great damn show planned for you. First of all, we'll get into Texas baseball. Yes, it was a great effort, but there are no moral victories for blue bloods. Y'all know that. We'll get into it. We'll break it down. Texas basketball, huge. Big game coming up tonight versus TCU on the road, trying to keep them uh, Big 12 title hopes alive. We'll talk about that and preview that coming up as well here momentarily. Also, some of the uh, decision makers in the Big 12 would like the Big 12 to be a little bit more aggressive in conference expansion. We'll talk about that. Some of the powers in the ACC are unhappy. Uh, They're planting the seeds for future expansion. We may talk about that coming up in the next segment. Also, Mel Kuyper's latest mock draft. Uh, We'll get into the arrest warrant that was issued for Jalen Carter, uh, that bombshell dropped on college football and the draft, and also the best odds for my man Bijan. Before we do that, let's introduce you to the rest of the crew. He was a second-round pick for the Montreal Expos, but a first-round pick for the Austin Radio Network. He originally committed to the University of Texas, but decided to forego the 40 acres and chase his dream in the cheese. Pimping ain't easy, but for him, it's a breeze. Mike Hardball Harge, ladies and gentlemen. What it do, what it do. Yeah, you're right. There are no moral victories in the baseball world. Not or the any. No, no, no. Or not, any sport. There are. No, no, no. There are. There are, there are more, more victories do exist. They do. No, no. If you're t- if you're a bad team, in high school football is full of moral victories. <laughs> so don't give me that. No, no, no. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not the no, way I roll. High, not the way well, I roll. Yeah, well, you know they exist, though. Yeah, there you know, are some that now. are out there. Come on, now. We got the flex. All right, moral victories are a thing. <laughs> don't you, don't you, don't get on here and touch preaching that BS now. They're a real thing. But if you're a blue blood, if you're going to claim blue blood status, sorry, yeah. you can't claim moral victories and blue blood status at the same time. Can't that, do it. Can't do it. Can't live with it. Mm-mm. Can't do it. Can't do it. So last night was, uh, I'll tell you what, the energy 
in that place was outstanding. So Texas Longhorn fans, you did your thing. LSU fans, you did your thing. And yesterday, the best team won. And we'll get into it. We'll have the conversation. But let me talk about my man that sits across from me. He hails from H-Town with the get-down. He's a lifetime Longhorn and a proud card-carrying member of DBU. Legendary lifetime college football Hall of Fame Longhorn who was in the house last night, Derek Johnson said he was the best cover corner he had ever seen. He's a former NFL DB that still has that passion for film study, but he's not a fan of white condiments, but he is a fan of you, the listeners. He is my man and yours, Rod Babers. I appreciate the intro as always. That's not always any time introducing the real MVP of the show, one of the hardest working members of the ARN family. He's got a hustler spirit, period. We don't know what he's paid, but we do know that he is underpaid. Patrick Davis. How you doing, Patrick? Bam, a 16-game losing streak snapped. <laughs> Spicer back in the win column. <laughs> yeah, we, 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 we back. That, that, is, that is on the docket. We will discuss that because that yes. is big news. All right, big news. Big news for the Mavs. And good news. I'm a, I'm a Houston Rockets fan, so yeah. we're trying to win the battle. The Win the battle for Win Binyama. Yeah, winless for Wimbayama. So uh, we're trying to win that. We're glad the Spurs were able to get a win. So we'll talk about NBA. We'll get into some NBA news notes and nuggets. KD at least reportedly, is supposed to make his debut Can't tonight. Wait. Yes. Can't wait. That's the report. Like, I, I mean, and I haven't seen anything to the contrary. And if you're expecting to see anybody on the Lakers, don't worry. They're not playing. Because, <laughs> hey, hey, guess who's not playing? LeBron ain't playing. No, no, no. You're, you're missing the, the obvious answer. Oh. Street clothes ain't playing. Oh, what? Imagine yeah. that. Yeah, no, he has a foot injury, so he's got to sit out tonight. Oh, I, man. Yeah, okay. no. Hey, it took one game. Okay, so it's definitely done. Now, he, got, he'll be back sooner. Game. It's a back-to-back, and Anthony Davis oh, don't geez. play back-to-backs. But, but, it, but they, they, they have no margin for error for the Lakers. Oh, I agree. I'm just telling you, street clothes ain't playing tonight. Yeah, well, Lakers ain't making the playoffs. Well, so, so one of those you know uh, trades that happen, there's going to be basically no impact for the postseason. That's the Lakers. No, I mean, they're, the, they're, they're two games out of the, the, pl- the play-in right now. They're, they're still able to get into the play-in. Yeah, but LeBron's not going to play for a couple of weeks. I, I get that. I get that. They're still technically not out and of AD it. AD doesn't care. AD does not care. <laughs> AD exactly. doesn't care. Street clothes. But D'Angelo <laughs> Russell should no. be back Friday, and then mm. you figure you, if you can get Anthony Davis back around then, then you have a, you at least have two All-Stars. On My thing is that ain't going to work. And we're waiting. We'll talk about this, too, to see what happens with the Mavs because – they're one and four now with Luca and Kyrie together. So I'll give my man hearts and props because he didn't like it. He's like, I don't like it at all. I don't like it. I don't think so. I was like, ah, I think you and Jason Kidd. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but they got Maxi Kleber back. They did, and guess who finished the highest in plus minus? Maxi Kleber. did. Yeah. So that's well, unfortunately he cannot play forty minutes. <laughs> yeah, he played like nineteen, I think, something yeah. like that. Well, they're working him back in, yeah. but. Yeah, uh, so we'll get into some NBA because NBA is just starting to get really, really good and really interesting. Not for Rockets fans, myself. Uh, no, it's and getting I, interesting for you too because you are trending towards that number one pick. We want it's right. Are we not? We're not going to in depth break down the the series uh, home and away between Rockets and Spurs this weekend. <laughs> Oh, this is going to be an in-depth breakdown of one of the worst home and away you're going to see. I didn't realize that. See, I, yeah, exactly. That's how, yeah. you, how much I'm following the Rockets. Right, right. <laughs> uh, kind of keep up with them on a game-to-game basis. But uh, that would be because the rodeo road trip is now over, right? It officially. is over. Yes, yeah. they won one game last night. They got yeah, one was, win. That was the first. They got their That's one. Yeah, you're right. That'd be day one. <laughs> would that have been the first rodeo road trip? 
in history they've that they've would have been winless. Yeah, yeah, it would have been. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. All right, anyway, we'll talk to the NBA, of course. That's a little preview, a little teaser for you for the NBA. Uh, I guess I am, you know, delaying the inevitable. Come on, man. And probably something that I don't know if Hard is ready to get into I'm this ready. or if he's excited or not. I'm, I'm a little bit of both. You excited? Okay, so yeah. let's talk. Let's talk Texas baseball. Let's do it. Uh, I watched that game because it was thrilling. Mm-hmm. All right, it was thrilling. And then, yeah, top of the until it wasn't top of the ninth. And LSU, number one team in the country, you know, did what the best team in the country does. Yep. They came up clutch in clutch time. Uh, what are your thoughts about Texas losing three zero to the LSU Tigers? Okay, let me start this off by saying the game was two hours and fifty eight minutes. So there you go. And and that's that, true. That, that normally is a good. Time to be able to do some things. So it was outstanding. I, I, I dug it. Um, the fact that there was such good pitching that was involved by both teams was something that, as a Texas Longhorn fan, you wasn't sure of what you were going to get. Obviously, I've been a big fan of LeBaron Johnson and what he's been able to do. And I told you, and I, and this was before uh, Coach even came on and, and said that he's got Friday night stuff, Saturday mm-hmm. night stuff. I kept saying, if he can figure out how to control his pitches, he's going to be a big-time draft pick. He's going to be one of those guys that can be able to be a front-line pitcher. Now, with that being said, I thought last night he went out there and dealt. It was huge for him as far as confidence. Five innings, three hits, nine strikeouts, two walks, and he did it on 92 pitches, and he faced 20 batters. So he did – and a total officially 17 batter. He did outstanding. I thought he did great work last night. Now the other part of it is you start piecing together some of these other or other pitchers when you're looking at it. Chris Stewart is somebody that we I believe he's going to figure it out and be better by the end of the year. Again, I talked about this yesterday on our little hit that we do on 104.9 The Horn's Instagram page. And I said, we got to understand patience with this team. There's a lot that is happening amongst the dugout uh, from new coaching staff to new players to understanding each other's um, body language, how mm-hmm. they're going to go about it. So with that part, I think we're going to be okay. They played an unbelievable game. I preached to y'all about how good this this LSU team was was going to be. And he held them in check. He held them in check the entire night. But the one thing that I was worried about is the back end of this bullpen. And as soon as the the two walks happened and and Dre came in, Andre Duplantier, I I was worried. No doubt about it. And I was with a bunch of buddies of mine, too. And I was like, I don't like this situation at all. What was so so concerning? Because he's, he's a guy, to me, he needs an inning. To warm, like, to get to himself get to groove. Yes. Yeah. And I, I it, it was just something about him and me watching him throughout his time. He's coming off of Tommy John. This is the second year, right? So he came back a little bit last year, and now he's completely back on the mound. But the way that he pitches, he is somebody that that when he needs an he needs another inning. Like yeah. his first inning, he's never that guy. The second inning, he's that guy. Okay. I'm so pretty- I was just like, hmm. He's coming in with a situation with runners in scoring position, but he's a mature player. So he's got to be able to go out there and, and deal. He has to go yeah. out there and deal. And he didn't. He got he came in. Those runners weren't his, 
But he made that one pitch, that one mistake, and if you go back and look at it, it was right down the middle. Yeah. He, he missed over the center of the plate. Mm-hmm. And a team like this that can hit the baseball, they make you pay for your mistakes. Now, yeah. that guy could have rolled it over or done something different, squared it up. He squared it up and yeah, took yeah, it yeah. way out yonder. He did. <laughs> he took it way out yonder. And he's the leadoff hitter. And he's the leadoff hitter. Yeah. The biggest thing for me with Texas as well, at the plate, they got to do better at the plate. They have to put the ball in play and not strike out in no situation. What do I always tell you, man? Situational, Situational baseball. baseball. <laughs> Hit the yeah. ball the other way. Drive mm-hmm. the ball. When you got runners in scoring position, drive them in. You have to be able to make those adjustments. And from what I've seen, they've had a tough time making adjustments. Mm-hmm. And that's the frustrating part about it right there. Yeah, uh, your situational baseball. I heard this stat uh, on my man uh, Jeff Howe on Light the Tower does a great job, uh, and he was on with Cameron Park, and they were talking Texas baseball. Texas baseball now eleven of sixty on the season with runners yep. in scoring position, yeah. hitting eleven of sixty. Uh, yep. That's your situational baseball in a nutshell. Yeah, and it's got it, to be better in, in th- those situations, figuring out a way to manufacture runs. Yeah, you, then that's the biggest part for me. You have to be able to manufacture runs. I need Dylan Campbell to get better at the plate. I need Eric Kennedy to be more mm-hmm. consistent at the plate. Porter Brown has been the one that's been helping him win games, but yesterday – he didn't hit the ball at all. I mean, he struck out twice, left runners in – he left two guys in on base. So you start looking at how this game was being played. You can't take anything away from what the pitching staff did yesterday. You can take a lot away from what the offense did not do yesterday. And that they got a big test coming up this weekend. They got a, they're going to Cal State Fullerton. And it's a first true, true road trip where there won't be – neutral fans right you're on the road somewhere else you're going on a trip maybe this is the trip where the team galvanizes right this is where they kind of grow up a little bit they get to spend an entire weekend together starting tomorrow so you start looking at that and seeing if that can help this team but there's so many holes that need to be filled and like I said situationally it's it's very very frustrating when you don't execute when you have an opportunity it kind of reminded me a lot of Texas football's, you know, game home game versus Bama. You're playing arguably the best team in the country at the time. You're hosting them, and you play them down to the wire. The margin for error in the matchup is so thin. I'm talking about razor thin. Um, so your situational awareness, your you know, your football or baseball IQ in this no. sense. All that stuff has to be heightened because your mistakes in those situations, um, they're exacerbated. Um, and for Texas in that game versus Bama, I mean, they were right there to, to win that game. But, you know, plays like, you know, not by, you know, by Ryan Watts not being able to bring down Bryce Young right. or their red zone defense at the end of the game. It's just, you know, just small little things or you know, the contain on the quarterback at the end of the game. And it's little things that, oh, man, you do that, everybody's going to make a mistake. Right. When you're going up against elite competition like that. Can't do it. Though The, the that, margin that, of error is yeah, so that one, that one little mistake, they yeah. take advantage of it, and it could be the difference. And, yeah, I mean, you, you and they, they played a great game. It really was. It was a fantastic game by yep. Texas, just like it was a fantastic game by Texas football versus Alabama. Um, but ultimately, you can't help but when you play them down to the wire like that, look at I mean, those one or two decisions, one or two mistakes. It pretty much cost you that game. Yeah. So you, are you, are you, and as a Texas fan, are you 
more proud about the way your team performed versus the number one, the best team in the country, arguably the team that's going to win it all? Or are you more disappointed because your team had a chance to beat them and should have beat them? I think it's more of the disappointment because you should have beat them, just yeah. like you should have beaten Alabama. Should have beaten Exactly. Point. Same thing. So it's the same thing. Yeah. So you sit there and you look at it and you're saying, gosh, a play here or a play there, a movement here, wild pitch or a situation if they're not even driving them in. If you can get a wild pitch with a runner on third base – there were so many different things that happened. And Texas did the same to them. There was They left a lot of guys out on base. And as we said, they struck out, I believe, 16 times, um, which is – yeah, they did. They struck out 16 times. Texas struck out eight. I mean, they Texas pitching did their job. They yeah. did what they needed to do until that ninth inning, and that's when the game ended. Can't let a team like that hang around with you because you know that there will be a mistake made at some point. How do you spin it if you're Coach Pierce now? How do you spin the the performance? And now, I mean, you are what you are. What are you, three and five You're three, three and five, five now? Three and five. You're three yeah. and five. Yep. You had, there's some, obviously, a lot of positive things to take out of that performance as well, but you still took the L. How yep. do you spin it if you're Coach Pierce? Well, the main thing is it's, it's a gut check time for you. Mm. I mean, you still have everything, you know, it's – it's so funny that we're having this conversation, Rob, because you can sit here and say, you still have everything in front of you. Mm-hmm. You still have an opportunity to go out and win the Big 12 and play for uh, a, a Big 12 championship. Because if you look at college baseball, and I know that people keep saying, Mike, please stop making excuses for the team. I'm not making excuses for the team. You want me to come out here and bury this team eight games in? <laughs> please stop. The truth of the matter is, they still have to play, and it is baseball. Teams have gotten beaten that shouldn't have lost games. Iowa beat LSU in 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 Round Rock this past week. Talked about that. There's teams that Florida State just came in and crushed TCU. Texas uh, State lost the other day. So you're gonna lose baseball games. That's how you're going to lose them. And what do you learn from them? That's the other part about it. We have a lot of games to be played. And there are going to be some games that Texas is going to lose because they weren't prepared and they didn't play well. And there's going to be some games that Texas wins that you're like, I don't even know how Texas won the game (laughs) because that's just the way baseball goes. But if they got a chance to lace them up every single week and they're going to play all these games, damn it, they got a chance to win. Yeah. And I'm not fixing to bury this team. We all know that there are things that should be changed. But my job and my place in baseball is to watch the game and see what happens game to game. And last night, there were opportunities for the Texas Longhorns to beat the number one team in the nation. And they missed their opportunity. It's not an excuse. They just didn't get it done. And the number one team did. That's Period. Why, that's why they're the number one. That's why they're the number one team. <laughs> but no, no, I, I I totally agree with you, and I I'll just kind of add to it and say, you know, for if the same issues that are losing them games right now, because it's early on in the season, as Hart said, ton of games left to play. If those issues are also losing them games, you know, deep in Big Twelve play too. Yep. Then we got a problem. Right. Because then that would, that then would say they're not learning not getting, from the mistakes. Exactly. I mean, you're not making the necessary adjustments. And that would mean – so, I, yeah, there are – I mean, 
What's losing them games now? Uh, inexperience is one of them, right? Right. Situational baseball. Situational you about baseball. That. Uh, hell, David Pierce even has said communication. Exactly. Um, Amongst the coaches. Com- yeah. <laughs> Amongst pe- the come on, coaches. of a yes. team, period. So, yeah, those same things are losing them. You talked about performance at the plate. Yes. Need the bats to show up at the plate. Absolutely. And those are the same issues that exist. We're 10 15 games, 20 games in. Then, then we got a. We then we got the button. We're gonna push. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, we Patrick got will the, find the yeah, panic yeah, button. <laughs> we will have the panic button. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm with you on that. So, uh, now that's a good. That's a good point. Uh, so we'll talk some more Texas baseball, of course, uh, later on in the show. We'll get back to that conversation. Let's talk Texas basketball. Let's continue our conversation behind the burnt orange curtain and talk about the Texas basketball team because they got a huge game. They haven't lost back to back games yet, gentlemen, and. Oh, the hope is that they don't start because this would be a bad time for them to uh, buck that trend. But they're going on the road. This will be the biggest test of that, you know, that trend so far that they haven't lost back-to-back games because being on the road in the Big 12 just it is brutal. I mean, right. it doesn't matter what team you are. Just going on the road in the Big 12, everybody is a great home team, and everybody in the Big 12 seems to be an average to slightly above or maybe below average road team. And that's Texas in right. a nutshell. I mean, mm-hmm. Texas right now, uh, four and five on the road, and they're going to be looking to get a big win to bring them to 500 on the road uh, in this matchup versus TCU. Uh, TCU also uh, been great at home. They're 13 and four at home. They're coming off a big win uh, versus Texas Tech. And TCU, I believe, is favored, uh, I believe, by two to two and a half points in this matchup. No surprise there because, like I said, if you're at home, you got a big advantage. Uh, one of the things that I'll be looking for in this matchup is, you know, the three-point shooting for mm. TCU has just been really bad all year. That's not how yeah, they it's win games. Not good at all. Uh, but the, the disparity for Texas on the road, which uh, you know, shooting on the road also a big thing. Um, TCU 348th in made three pointers per game. Uh, they're 355th in three-point percentage. It, you know, they they're not going to beat you for three-point range. That to me that makes Texas's job a lot easier defensively. Right, that but it also is a challenge because Texas doesn't really have those types protector. of bodies exactly. exactly inside to be able to defend teams that make their money in the mid range game and in the paint, which is what TCU does. Yeah, and I mean we you know Mike Miles is a, an electric scorer as well, so if you put Mike Miles out there, he's going to be able to. You're going to have to be able to stop him from putting up thirty points on you, of just trying to stop everything and letting him get to the bucket with his speed and quickness, uh, and then I mean. I mean, this is basically you have to be able to score. You cannot go on one of these droughts again. That TCU, you're on the road. TCU is going to try and play you hard. We can't have a three-minute drought, much less a eight-minute drought, which is what cost us the Baylor game. Mm-hmm. And that's really where I think you can defend TCU well enough to win this game. You can score more points in them if you play your regular defense. You, you don't let Miles go off for you know a huge game. You can guard them well enough, and then it's just a matter of, hey, don't ever let that drought happen where they can go on a pretty slow and steady 10-0, 12-0 run, which flips the entire game. And it's not like, oh, they went on this 10-0 run and it swept the momentum in two minutes. No, they did it over five minutes. Like, right, right. And so it's not only that. You're just dead tired because you're working so hard for everything. You're not even getting to the free throw line. I, those are the things that have killed Texas all year, especially on the road is just losing momentum and then screeching to a halt. They cannot have that happen this tonight. Well, I think the biggest thing, too, and, and Rod, you kind of touched on it, is 
don't let them go to the point where they're getting to the basket and getting those foul calls and spending most of their night at the free throw line. They don't shoot the ball from the perimeter that well, but they attack the rim and they get you in foul trouble. So if you can go in there, and if I'm Texas and this is just me, I'm playing a 2-3 zone. I'm I'm, I'm making them shoot the ball from outside. And if they start making it, obviously you can get there. Because if if you can play a zone defense, at least you'll have three guys crashing the boards from the baseline. At least you will have those three. And the best part about it is you don't make them get second chance buckets. They got the big man. You don't let them get in there. Lampkin will go in there and tap the ball out, and you don't want to give them another possession where the clock is. To your point, they're stopping you from scoring points if they get extra possessions, and the clock is still going to run. So for me, if I'm Texas, I'm coming out in a zone, and I'm making them shoot from the outside, Yeah, making like them that. work hard. Like and, and I'll tell you this. Lampkin loves to switch out and play on the perimeter, but he hand checks when he does it. Go drive into that. They will call it if you drive into it. They're not going to call it if he's just hand-checking you on no. the perimeter. I don't know why they won't call it, but they won't. So what you have to do is when he comes out there and he's trying to stretch his legs out real wide and he's put his hand on you, just dr- try and drive past him, and he's going to foul you yep. and get him out of the game. But like he he loves coming out of switch and trying to play out there, but big men just can't guard guards like that. And if he's going to try and do that, at least make him make contact with you and make the refs make the call as opposed to what they've done in previous games, which is look at it, see that he's there, see that he's on him, look at the ref, and then pass the ball. Mm. So you're like, well, he's put a hand – he's got his hand on me. He's he's breathing very heavily right <laughs> above my head. I don't like any of this. And then they just pass the ball up. Like, just go right at him and get him in foul trouble, and he'll be on the bench. Yeah, the foul the, the the foul line is going to be big in this matchup. Yeah, it just because just because they they don't play they don't have a perimeter uh, you know, oriented offense. They want to get inside. They want to attack and be aggressive. Talked about you hinted at it last time, Patrick, in the last game versus Baylor, um, and the disparity. We talked about it, man. They actually made more free throws in Texas right. attempted. Right, that yeah. is. Because yeah. they attack the rim. So, yeah, you got to flip that. Yeah. that. So that's the lesson learned. Yes. If, that happen, if, if something like that or that disparity um, happens again in this matchup, then that'll probably be the reason you you lose you know, back-to-back games for the first time uh, this season. Yeah, and so. that's one of the things, too, that I was thinking about as this game was, was coming up. I'm like, man, here we go with that don't lose consecutive games and here it is so you're getting an opportunity to go on the road and they've already been talking i've been looking at some of the social media they're planning on storming the court if they beat um texas and not only that they're a ranked team you're favored you don't rush the court when you're favored it's not the number one team in the country yeah the texas number nine is happening barely cracked the top 10 (laughs) y'all these kids today don't care about none of that they just want to rush the court because because they gotta get their cell phone pictures on the court it's true when i saw clemson rush the field i was like who 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 was it i know they beat beat, uh, syracuse or something it was some weird team, and I was like, they rushed, they rushed the field. Like, K and K Club, they came K, in. Yes. It was, I think it was the game that they won the uh, – it wasn't Notre Dame. It, well, I think it was. I it think was it was Syrac- North Carolina, I think. It might have been. I thought it was that Syracuse game. 
Hmm? Was it a Syracuse game? I think game? it was a Syracuse one. Syracuse. They rushed yeah. the field. And I'm like, yeah. dude, it's Syracuse. <laughs> like, what's going on? I don't know. And uh, you're Clemson. I know. So, <laughs> T, the young folks love, love to rush the field. So, I'm not going to hate on them. Hey, man, if I was born in that generation, I'd be trying to rush the field, too, I guess. Yeah, we all would. No there doubt. There you go. No so doubt. I'd probably be hey, trying to rush hey, the field. Hey, TCU, too. get some security out there. Clothesline a couple of them kids. Just <laughs> clothesline a couple of them they kids. They don't have to. No, Texas about to win, win the damn game. game. Yeah, there you go. I like win your attitude. Hey, clothesline them kids anyway. But win the game. <laughs> no, I agree. Yeah, Texas. This is a this is a huge game for Texas. They got to find a way to pull out the victory on the road. It's a big test for them too because uh, there are a lot of. You know, there are a lot of guys last game that had disappointing performances. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Brock Cunningham and uh, Christian Bishops, one yeah, of those guys, Arterio Morris. Even Sergio Boy Rice, did, yeah. considering what his standard is now. Right. Um, he didn't have his best game either. Timmy Allen um, probably is a little disappointed in his performance. So I think a lot of guys who have been and Dylan DeSue will yep. <laughs> having a career game, so uh, we'll see if he can just can at least bounce back and have a great game. Um, but still, it's it's one of those things where I think you will get good performances from a lot of those guys who had disappointing um, outings versus Baylor. Yeah, so that, that's why that's why I feel good actually. And that's and and Rodney Terry, Coach Terry's been really good about making the adjustments. Yep, the the same demons that end up leading to losses have not haunted them twice in a row. Well, Rod, we're just going to go out there and do what we can every step of the way. We're going to have these guys out there playing hard and just doing, you know, we talk about these things at halftime. You know? <laughs> well done. Nice. That's nice. nice. I would love, I want a Rodney Terry audio uh, sample right so we can play them back to back with hard if, just put, if I just put some them, game sound behind that that was really good yeah just put like just some crowd noise behind it in the mic and have Craig Way ask a question before that exactly I think that might have been it. that was damn good Arch well done oh, Specs man. SI let us know what you think about hard just uh, Rodney Terry impression we'll get to man. that yeah no doubt alright uh, 512-337-3776 that's the number to the Specs text line we'll come back uh, we'll talk man apparently there is a lot of discussion behind the scenes about possible further expansion in the college football landscape. We'll talk about that when we come back right here on Ball Don't Lie on 149 Horn. Slathered all over it. That's good. At least we got an error in this thing, right? This thing is slathered in the 80s. Oh, I'm an 80s baby, so I, I got all about that. I felt that. Uh, my man Patrick doing a great job. It is midweek movie music edition of Ball Don't Lie. That's when my man Patrick takes songs from a certain soundtrack, plays those songs for us, and based on these selections, we are supposed to gather clues and hints that, is, that should lead us to the featured film for Midweek Movie Music. All right, Hart, you got anything? You've been, you're way better at this than I am. Not even close, but it sounds like, what'd you say, it's got 80s written all over it. Oh, it's got 80s so written all probably, over the damn What's the one with, uh, is it Matthew Broderick? Uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off? No, the other the one, it, maybe it's not, it's not him. What's McDreamy? What's his name? 
Oh, you're talking about um, um, Can't Buy Me Love. Can't Buy Me Love. That's what I was thinking. Is that it? No. I okay. love Can't Buy Me Love, by the yeah. way. Yeah. yeah. So that's where I was going with that. Yeah, no That's where I was going. Hey, those are two damn good uh, options to throw out yeah. there. Nope. Uh, and I didn't like the way Patrick kind of dismissed it, though, real quick. Oh, okay. no. Nope. Not, that, means, that, means that, his head. that means you weren't even close to it. Yeah, that's what his that's, head was quick. Yeah, he, was like offend, <laughs> he was like offended by the fact that those were the two selections. Uh, nope. Uh, it, is, is it Mannequin? Nope. Remember Mannequin? I do remember Mannequin. I do remember Mannequin. Mannequin was, I got to say, all of the weird. It was weird. Weird was plots. That we talking about the weird plots in the 80s because of cocaine? Yeah, Everybody was doing cocaine. Like, was that? You know, that sounds like a great idea. We'll yep. just have a mannequin come to life. She was cursed from the <laughs> Egyptian time? Yes. Yes. This is great. Yeah. Was, uh, that, was that Kim Cattrall? Yes. Kim oh, Cattrall. Yep. She was in rare form there, too. Uh, yeah, mannequin. They, you know, man, the soundtrack, not bad. No, I'll have to look it up. I'll have to look it up. I'm telling you, there's a couple of jams on the mannequin soundtrack. I know that's not what we're talking about for midweek move music. Just throwing it out there. <laughs> uh, all right, let's talk some. Uh, uh, you can be a part of the show, by the way. We have silenced the text line for the time being, just so that we can try not to embarrass ourselves for midweek movie music. Don't worry, they'll, they'll get it by four o'clock. They, I throw him a softball well, by four. Every time he doesn't let it. Yeah, you're right, yep. but that's yep. actually part of the embarrassment is that you have to yeah. build Make in a fail safe <laughs> for, for for our. And sometimes our, we still don't get that. We still don't get that. Yeah, you just got <laughs> you'll, you'll get it softball today. up you'll there. Get it today. Uh, but yes, the specs text line five one two three three seven three seven seven six. Shout out to my man Harge. We were right. His Rodney Terry. Im- impersonation is dead on. Like it is fantastic. Appreciate that because they got about four or five people <laughs> on the spectacle. I was like, "Damn, that was good." I thought you guys were playing a cut or some <laughs> audio or something from Coach Terry. Like, nope, that was hard to do it. Is Coach Terry? So we'll see. You know, we're gonna have Coach Terry on the show now, and then exactly. have Coach Terry ask Coach Terry a question. <laughs> I'm like, Coach. Uh... <laughs> I just, I just wanted to talk to you real quick and go out there and try to help all these players out there. <laughs> these boys is out there working hard, Craig. They out there. I mean, you know, sometimes we just talk to them and we show them the clips. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It is really good. It's, it's like you've been yelling for a very long no, time. No, no, that's pretty good, man. Yeah. That's pretty good. Uh, <laughs> all right, all right. Let's get back to it here. Okay, so there are a couple of stories here that have made the rounds that we haven't gotten a chance to really talk about. Right. But I think they actually could end up being uh, really, really uh, interesting topics down the line. So the Pac-12 is imploding. Uh, it's happening right yes. now as we speak. The Pac-12. Uh, apparently, uh, Ray Anderson, the athletic director of Arizona State, he told Phoenix Radio that he is admittedly frustrated by the media deal proposal uh, and the process, everything that's happened. Um, right now, I think the proposal is between ESPN and Apple Plus, but apparently he's not happy with the whole process. Um, but he said he's optimistic they can get a deal done. Um, a new, uh, you know, basically a new television deal done for the Pac-12, a media rights deal done in the next two to three weeks. Washington State President Kirk Schultz told media outlets that the resolution was needed by the middle of March. Needed meaning, you know, they we may, need to know what's up. Yeah. No. <clears throat> so those two guys are frustrated as well. And Brett McMurphy put this out. He said Apple still has not made a formal offer. For the Pac-12 media rights, even though they say uh, uh, it's between ESPN and Apple, he says Apple ain't even made a formal offer. But he says Ion Television has emerged as a potential Pac-12 partner. Sources 12 Action Network, Ion TV is owned by EW Scripps Company. 
which has 61 local TV stations nationwide and launched Scripps Sports this year. Stuart Mandel also echoed a very similar sentiment, saying Ion and Scripps Sports is not involved. Uh, and, and so, yeah, so, so he's disputing this. He's saying Ion Scripps Sports TV is not involved in the Pac-12 TV negotiations, a source with direct knowledge of the situation says. So who the hell is exactly. trying to purchase or at least offer the Pac-12 a media rights deal for their broadcast rights. I don't know what's going on right now. They, and that's because a lot of these reports are pretty much conflicting with one another. Ion Television, it basically just kind of run reruns. You probably have seen it. I've seen it yep, on my cable. Yep, yep. Yeah, yeah, with, with uh, AT&T U-verse. I've seen Ion TV. So that, that's, that's the Ion TV they're talking about. Which is yeah, wild. Which, yeah, which is Considering crazy to think yeah. that that's where they're going to play. I'd rather football have a streaming game. on Apple, honestly. Right. And I'm yeah. sitting here looking at their website right now, Ion Television, and they got Blue Bloods coming on. They got Law and Order. Law and Order. Like Law and Order on, on there. there. That's, yeah. why I, that's why I know I watch hey, it. Are they yeah. going to get I Spike TV on and on the bidding? You got to get some the, weird, it, some weird networks in on this. Substra- yeah, I, come on. So that's why I think you got a lot of the Pac-12 networks. Oh, sorry, Pac-12 programs who are deciding. You know what, man? We're looking for a greener pastures if it's possible, and that leads us to the Mac Rhodes uh, comment because uh, Mac Rhodes, the athletic director at Baylor, mm-hmm. um, and he's 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 always pretty outspoken. He goes on radio shows all the time and voices his opinion, and he basically went on and tried to urge the Big 12 to, to start making moves. Right. He said, he said uh, quote, <laughs> um, I, am not, I, I am certainly not rooting for the demise of any particular conference, but I am also looking out for what is best for Baylor, and what is best for Baylor is a really, really strong Big 12 and one that secures its future, but not over just the next six years, but beyond. There's a short gain, but also a long gain for this. It is dependent on what happens among the Pac-12. There may be movement if whatever media deal they are able to strike is not satisfactory. We have to be prepared for that, and I think we are if that was to happen. Again, looking out for the Big 12, how do we strengthen ourselves? So, Yeah. He says there is so much about the SEC and the Big Ten, and there is no reason why the conversation can't be about the SEC, Big Ten, and the Big 12. Yeah, this is this is uh, one of those situations that you sit back and <laughs> everybody thinks they are doing what's best for the company and for the conference, and then you realize that you keep stumbling all over your place, all over yourself, and it's about to implode. It's about to be completely – there may not even be a Pac-12. may not be, man. I mean, because – because if all of this is happening and no one's going to agree on the financial uh, compensation, then it's not going to be worth it. And right now, it looks like they're going to have, what, 10 teams as of right now, and they're still trying to figure out if they're going to have those 10 teams? This is a a, a rough situation for a, a place that we all – I used to like watching Pac-12 football. I used to love watching Pac-12 basketball because they were always competing for championships. Mm-hmm. Now you're looking at it and you're like, man, they need to move around. They yeah. need to move around quickly. No, I'm with you. I, it's, I think it actually end up, it may end up happening um, that the Pac-12 could implode right now. Just hearing all this, in, this talk of, of this instability and uncertainty right, right. within the conference. And right now, everybody's looking for security. In, in college football. That's, it, honestly, that's why Texas went to the SEC. Right. It's honestly about security for the future. They knew the Big 12 didn't have enough stability to support them. And, yes, you could argue, well, that's chicken or the egg. Because if Texas is in the Big 12, it makes it more stable. <laughs> right? um, but Texas is like, no, no, 
I want to be in a. I don't. I don't want to be the reason for the conference's stability. I want to be in a conference that is already stable and already successful without Texas. And I just kind of add to the equation. And I think that's why Texas and Oklahoma decided there's not enough good leadership and vision in this conference. We need to go to a conference where there is a vision for the right. future of that conference and where there is leadership, decisive leadership, to be able to make those things happen or to be able to make th- that vision come to fruition. And he decided. I think they decided. <laughs> yeah, right. That right. The, the SEC is the best place for that. Like of all the power conferences, the SEC has the best vision and the most stability going forward. That if everything crumbles in college sports because of the new landscape and everything that's happening, separation of the have and have nots, the SEC ain't going nowhere. Right. It's stronger than <laughs> ever, <laughs> and it's growing, and yeah. it continues to grow. And and then who knows? There may be some other things that happen where the SEC ends up looking around and you're hearing a lot of rumblings about the ACC yep. where they're not happy with their contract. Mm-hmm. And if you can get some of those teams out the ACC and already bringing in Texas and Oklahoma, woo, we've already talked about it before, though. This is where you come to the super conferences. This mm-hmm. is where you get yourself a commissioner to oversee everything. And you just break away from all the other nonsense. And obviously ESPN is is steering this one. Because they got all of those stations. They got ACC, they got SEC, and obviously they got pieces of the Big 12, too. Yeah, uh, and yeah, it's right now, the way it's going, there's going to be another realignment. There has to be. We don't know when, how it's going to happen. There's definitely going to be another realignment. There's no question about it. And right now, you just mentioned it, there are reports that Florida State and Clemson mm-hmm. are unhappy with their financial situation with the ACC, remember they signed a a deal. The ACC signed a broad, you know, a new media rights deal a while ago, so they're not benefiting from this new kind of realignment, and they're not benefiting from the new landscape of college sports. So they they believe they're not getting a lot of these Florida State, uh, I think mostly, and Clemson be- believe they're not getting what their their value is on the. Say say open market, but what they are valued as as a, as a as a program and as a you know as a a school period right um, in the new landscape they should be valued higher than what they are valued in the ACC. So um, it has been reported by I think the Charleston Post and Courier uh, reported this that there was a meeting um, and that in this meeting it was laid out by um, several. Uh, administrative folks from Florida State that the Board of Trustees had this meeting and Florida State Athletic Director Michael Alford voiced his concern over the ACC and its future in the changing college athletics landscape and it went so far as for them to lay out financially what it would cost to break the contract. Right. And what what what, 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 what necessary steps would have to be taken to break the contract with the ACC to essentially make them a free agent right? in this new sports industrial complex of college sports that we're looking at. So it's fascinating. So, yeah, that happens. Then the Breach ACC of contract. Yeah. Yep. And, and then in Notre, and they got a Notre Dame affiliation, but Notre Dame may decide, yeah, you know what, we don't want to really affiliate with you. Right. It, it, so, like I said, I, I do think in the end we may just end up with maybe two Power con- we're living in Android and iPhone world. 
And there will be an Android iPhone equivalent in college sports, and it will just be the Big Ten and the SEC. As long as they don't leave me sitting on green, <laughs> I don't have a problem with that. With that. Patrick. Yeah, it just seems like more and more, man. Like, it's just, yeah, it's going to be kind of a, a binary equation when it comes to major college sports, one or the other. Uh, all right, we come back. We got the flex on the other side in this flex. We'll talk about the high school uh, basketball, high school basketball action, playoff action, actually, happening here in Central Texas, right here on Ball Don't Lie, wonderful Nunder Horn. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Flex ATX for the best high school sports coverage. Listen to the horn and go to flxatx.com. Flex 30 is brought to you by Brain Vault. Brain Vault is a revolutionary and patented mouth guard that has been proven to help reduce the risk of concussion. Visit brainvault.com and join the movement. Back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. Ooh, man. All right, Hard. This is actually pretty, uh, it seems pretty specific. <laughs> Do you got anything on the midweek movie music where my man Patrick plays songs from a soundtrack based on those selections that we're supposed to gather clues and hints that lead us to the featured film for midweek movie music? You got anything? Because this, this seems like this would stand out in the scene is of a movie. Is this Ray Parker? No. Who is this? I don't think he, I mean, this is Go West. No, he was in Go West. Wow. Man, this is, I'm totally throwing off now. I'm going to lie to you. Yeah, I'm completely lost <laughs> on this one. But uh, a, hey, wait, a, wait till the next one. It's a great song, though. It sounds great. It, it's, it, okay, it's 80s. We know this because this is 80s, too. Yeah. So now at least we have the era of the movie. We got the era. It's 80s. Because. Sometimes he'll have an '80s jam, and then still jump into something else. You'll know, like, oh, hey, the movie might have been—it might have been made in the '90s or 2000. Maybe it's talking about a different era, or whatever. But this actually is very. There's a two '80s jams back to back. Okay, I got you. I got you. Oh, oh, oh can I ask this question? Always. This, this helps us a lot, Harch. I'm listening. Have I have have we talked about that this movie before? Yeah, probably. Okay. I mean, I can't. I don't like it. Yeah, yeah, probably because that yeah. confuses me. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like it probably because it confuses me. Yeah, I like that. It confuses okay. me. All right, all right. So we gonna get this next time. All right. Yeah, oh, the next one's a gimme. The next one's a gimme. Gimme. The rest of them are gimmies. I don't want the next one to be a gimme. Can I, you I can tell you every it up? other can you song. Make the next one still a little tougher. Every single song I'm playing is a gimme for the rest of the way. Really? Yeah. All right. He took it easy on us. All right. Uh, let's get to it. Flex. Wait, uh, wait, wait, wait. Don't. Did somebody on the Specs text line get it already? Of course I think they so. did. I don't think anybody did. Because they Shazam it. Of course they did. Let's see. 
I have refresh. Yeah. All right. Um, all right. We got the. Flex. Oh, someone did. Yeah, someone got it. Dang it. They, 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 but a they, lot of misses. A lot of misses. A lot of okay. misses. So it's, it's a tougher one then. Because yeah. sometimes it's obvious. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Trust me. When you have to play the next one, you're going to get mad at me. <laughs> Don't do that. I want. I still want to be challenged on the next. I think we need. I think we need one more to try to guess it. I think we'll. Okay. Get it. I, you know what? You know what? I'll give you the least sure yes, one I can. Exactly. Give All us right, the toughest we'll selection coming up next. Don't give us the easy one. Okay. Uh, go to flxatx.com, flxatx on all of your social media platforms, and uh, you can go check out all of the, uh, the the great content up there for you. It's a lot of breakdowns about the high school football. Uh, sorry, high school football, high school basketball uh, playoff action that is up there. Also, um, there is a great breakdown of the Austin area schools with an, uh, an alumni invited to the 2023 Combine. There's a lot of talk about the NFL Combine today. Uh, there's a nice little write-up about that. So you can go check that out as well. And the third round final scores in regional semifinal matchups up there for the people too, Harch. Yeah, make sure you get over there and check it out at FlexATX. That's FLXATX.com. Last night, San Marcos was able to pull off the victory. They will take on Warren, San Antonio Warren this weekend. Stony Point beat Buta Johnson. Our man Zay Zay was on the call. They beat him 69-50. They will take on Brennan, San Antonio Brennan, this, I think it's Friday. Yeah, I heard him talking about it. Friday on Northside ISD in San Antonio. Bernie Champion ended up winning. Uh, Rouse ended up losing to Veterans Memorial, as did Conley, ended up losing to Brian Rudder. But as you know, K-Town's finest. (laughs) Ellison ended up winning over there in Elgin. My man Chad Hastings went to go check him out. (laughs) He said he loved the basketball game, but he loved everything that was happening outside of the basketball game with the cheerleaders. Bring it on. It has already been brought. Uh, yeah, I know. Yeah, so I, 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 I'm sure he's seen this, the, the movie Bring It On. Obviously, he made the reference. Um, but, yeah, I, I always knew there was a culture. It's almost a battle of the band culture that happens with oh, yeah. cheerleaders and, like, some of the different mascots and some of those spirit teams uh, for the different, or, different or, spirit organizations. I should say for the different teams. So yeah, I knew that took place. I didn't know at the high school level they was getting down like that all the time. Oh yeah. Um, but I, I already knew that. I dated enough cheerleaders to know, and I dated enough Palm Squad girls to know that they get down like that. Oh yeah. yeah they yeah. bringing that in. That, that's also yeah. There's also some trash talking going on that kind of stuff uh-huh. too. So yeah, we got to take Chad to a HBCU historically black college football game. Oh my goodness. So he can actually see the battle of the bands, which oftentimes matters more. More street cred around the Battle of the Bands than actually the football game being played. There's no lies being told <laughs> by my man, Rob Babers. Oh, yeah. They, oh, they get down. <laughs> they oh, get yeah. down. Right, so we're going to have to make that happen. Maybe a field trip. <laughs> have, have Zay and, uh, take Chad to one of them uh, HBCU oh, yeah. games, That man. definitely has to go down. All right. We come back. We'll get into uh, Mel Kuyper's mock draft. Bucky Brooks also has a mock draft. Um, and the arrest warrant issued for Jalen Carter. We'll talk about that. And the best odds for Bijan. There was an article. Uh, obviously, DraftKings, actually. Um, they came up with their best odds. For the teams who are going to draft B. John Robinson. A lot of discussion about the best back in all of the NFL draft. We'll talk about that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie 1049 the Horn.